it. You know what I'm saying? All right. Lord, I just want to thank you uh, for this opportunity. God, I, I'm asking that you would come and that you would uh, just fill this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. And I won't make any small requests. I'm, I'm really asking that you would come and wreck some people. Lord, I like soften some hearts and stir some stuff up and, and fix us because comparatively, our time is pretty short and we want to get this stuff right because we love you. Lord, I pray that I would diminish and that you would increase and that these words would come through loud and clear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Sweet. Okay. So we're reading James 19 through 27. Let's just run through it. And then it kind of breaks down naturally into three parts. It says, Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks instantly at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and then he goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And if anyone thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and that is undefiled before God is the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So the first thing that James is actually going to get at, which is, <laughs> uh, is our conduct. So the first thing we're going to talk about is conduct in those first two verses. And, and so we know that Patrick shared with us that temptations are going to come, right? Our faith is going to get tested. We need to persevere. And we know these things are coming. So my question is, how should we conduct ourselves? You know, like, how should you carry yourself knowing that you're going to have things that you need to go through and you need to kind of be ready, you know? And what's crazy is that James is still in the first chapter. Like, we're three weeks in and we are still just wrapping up the first chapter. So he is, he's really not like, he's not wasting time, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, so verses 19 and 20, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Sweet. Uh, I got two words for you, and I want you guys to repeat them. Akuo. Akuo. Laleo. Akuo. Laleo. Yeah, it's like Hakuna Matata, but it's just... It's pretty sweet. I thought it was cool. <laughs> so, uh, the first word, Akuo, that's what the word here is. Right? So when he's saying be quick to hear, he's saying be quick to Akuo, and that is... Be quick to consider what you're hearing and understand it. So, are any of you guys into sports? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say, I know you gotta, gotta get a turn out with that. So, back in my prime, I happened to play B team basketball. Yeah. And I, I warmed that bench. Yeah. 
right. But my coach, I do remember this. My coach said, you need to run on your toes. Because you are ready to respond. Better than when you're running on your heels, you're like clunky and you're slow. And when I was in college, I was in a fencing class. Kind of cool. I thought it'd be cool. I mean, it's not practical. I'm not going <laughs> to. But uh, one of the things that you had to do in fencing is you had to always pay attention. I mean, you needed to pay attention to where the tip of the enemy sword was, where their hand was, how it was twisted, right? So if there is anything I, I have learned is that is if you want to be on top of your game, you better be paying attention. Like, especially when your faith is going to get tested and when the enemy is going to be coming after you. If there is anything you need to always be ready for, it is to listen. Whether that's to the Holy Spirit, whether that is to a sermon, whether that is to a friend who is, their heart is breaking, you know, or somebody who is trying to like squeeze out of a little bit of accountability. <laughs> you need to be paying attention, make an effort to understand what is being said. And Jesus was amazing at this, right? Like in the New Testament, uh, people are always coming to him and they're asking questions. It's like, Rabbi, Master. You know, like they're always coming to him and they're saying these things and they're asking these things. And he is not out there. Jesus was not out there swinging the, word, the law around, you know, like beating people uh, with like the expectations of the law like the Pharisees did, you know. Uh, the other word, laleo, is like to declare your own thoughts and opinions. It says be slow to declare your own thoughts and to spew out what you think on a particular subject. Does anybody feel like that's pretty relevant for today's culture? Like people are quick to share what they want to say on a subject, <laughs> especially like on like some social media. I read that and I was like, preach, Brother James, preach. <laughs> uh, in, in Romans 12, 18, Paul says, you know, if it's possible, do everything you can to live at peace with the people around you. All right. And if you were at Breakaway, shout out to Breakaway. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, Brother Kyle Volkmer taught us that Jesus always shared uh, what he had to say with mercy and truth. Which, which is just so good. So you have be quick to listen, be slow to share what you want to say. And then be slow to anger. So do not, listen guys, like don't let Satan get you tripping. You know, like, I know that's a little dated, sorry, but like, you know what I mean, like, right? You know what I mean? Like, don't let him get you to start losing your lid. In Ecclesiastes, in, in like chapter seven, verse nine, you can write that down. Uh, it's not going to be up there, but in Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse nine, it says, do not be easily provoked in your spirit because anger sits in the lap of fools. When you don't listen and you just want to push your opinions out and be heard by people, then tension starts to escalate. <laughs> like your emotions, they start to like control your actions. So we have a maxim for that, and that is that feelings follow right action. Do not let yourself be in a spot where all of your actions start following your feelings. You were out of control. Jesus, take the wheel. You were like, you need to make sure that you read the word and that you know what to do rightly, right? Like when temptation is coming and when you're down and out because you're being tested, you need to know what the right actions are so that your soul and your feelings can follow suit. 
And thank God that Jesus never overreacted. You know, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, this, so there's this part where Jesus gets tried in Caiaphas' house, right? Right before he's getting executed. And they like slap him. And he could have just, like, have you ever read Revelation? You know Revelation, Jesus? Like lightning out of the eyes and like blood red robes. And he's just like sword. Out. Yeah, dude, like he could have ended it. I cannot imagine. Holy smokes. Anyway, sorry. But when you start to dominate the conversation, it is like your pride is out there on show, right? It's strutting around and it's stuff. And your pride, it can't stand to be insulted. So you know what? You better listen to what I have to say because I know I'm right. You know what I'm saying? What I have to say is important. I'm important. Listen, to me, that's not what God said. That's not what God meant. I know what's best. I will ascend above the clouds, and I will sit on the throne of the Most High, and I... Yeah. Pride is ugly, dude. <laughs> dude, Satan got cast out of heaven so fast for that. So, like, be quick to hear people, right? Be quick to listen and to try and understand and be slow to... Flood the area and the conversation with your thoughts. Learn from my mistakes, right? <clears throat> but what James is doing is he's encouraging us in our conduct, right? He's like, guys, listen, for all of you, if you want to follow Jesus, this is a, a great way to start. <laughs> a great way to start with what you say and what you do. Do this and resist temptation, right? To, to overspeak. Do this and conduct yourself and persevere with humility and understanding. The second uh, bit of scripture that goes on there, it says in 21 and 22, uh, it says, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, which in, in the King James, it uses the word superfluity. It means like you have a, you got a whole spectrum of wicked stuff in your life, right? The whole kit and caboodle, put it away. <laughs> and instead receive with meekness the implanted word. So there's that word again, meekness. And if you need to define it, meekness is yielded strength. Meekness isn't weakness. Meekness is that Jesus getting slapped in the face and not losing his lid. Like he was completely in control, right? So receive the word of God with meekness and implanted word. Also in the King James, that word implanted was engrafted. So for all you guys who are gelling with the vine and the branch metaphors, be engrafted, you know? Be, let that word be engrafted, which is able to save your souls. So now James is going to challenge you. <laughs> he says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So we know that the devil is the deceiver, right? But at this point, he's not even trying. He is, he's watching you and he's like, way to go, kid. You played yourself, you know? And, and this was the kind of thing that really bugged Jesus, right? Like if there was anything that bugged him that you can see throughout the whole New Testament, it is hypocrites. You hypocrites, you know? And he actually, he actually roasts them for it. So in, <laughs> yeah, in, uh, in John eight forty three, I have it right here, I'll just read it. Uh, this is Jesus, red letters, y'all. Why don't you understand what I say? He's talking to the Pharisees, right? 
is why don't you understand what I say? It's because you can't stand to hear my word. If you, he says, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he doesn't stand in truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character because he is a liar and the father of lies. Pew! <laughs> Pew! Dude, like, how would that feel? Right? You're like on the top of, I don't know, you think you're all that and you're like doing your church thing. And then like Jesus is like, you must make your father proud. Mm. Do not deceive yourselves, guys. James is warning you, don't deceive yourselves by reading the word and then not doing it. And, and he goes on with that idea. In verses 22 through 24, says, if anyone's a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. And then he looks at himself and he goes away and at once forgets what he's like. Have you guys, uh, have you ever seen somebody walking around, maybe like down the street on the sidewalk on campus, and they have the most peculiar outfit on? Like... <laughs> I don't want to sound like too judgy, right? But like you thought to yourself, like, did they even look in a mirror <laughs> before they like walked out the door? Like, surely, no. Like they must have not. They must have been busy. <laughs> they didn't have their coffee. Right? So James says if you if you hear the word, or if you come to Chi Alpha service, or if you go to small group or church, I don't care, wherever you go. If you hear the word or if you read it and you aren't putting effort in, you are just like that person. Mm -hmm. The only difference is that you think people don't notice. Like you think people can't tell. And there was a very important mirror in the Old Testament. And so I'll explain this just a little bit. Shout out, by the way, here's a book drop to How to Worship a King by Zach Neese. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a mirror in the Old Testament. It was called the bronze laver, right? This was like specifically designed by God. And before you were even supposed to go in and offer sacrifices or like deal with your sin or approach God, you needed to wash yourself, right? And so this huge thing is up, right? And the priests are getting ready and they step up to it and, and they're washing themselves in the laver and they can see their own reflection, you know? Like because from the bronze and the water. And so that was their priestly duty. And the word of God is what cleanses us. Like that's our mirror. In Ephesians 5, uh, 25 through 26. Ephesians 5, 25, 26. Uh, it says, Christ loves the church and he died for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Is there spelled out for you? There it is. The word is what washes us. And I actually learned this from Cody. Shout out to Cody. Uh, <laughs> so the Bible is our mirror, and and like in back in like ancient times, the Greeks like mirrors weren't glass that was like chemically treated. It was like metal. It's like really polished metal, like silvers and coppers and stuff. And the Greeks would actually have little etches of gods on there, you know? Like some guy would be like, yeah, give me a Zeus mirror. And then when he looks in the mirror, right, Zeus would be superimposed on himself. 
And that, that was kind of like what he was striving for. That's like, that's what they saw. So the Bible is your mirror. You were made in the image of God for a purpose. And when you turn away from that mirror, right? Like if you just, if you study it and then you turn away from what you were made for, it's like you've forgotten who you are. And I, I really do get it. Like, this whole thing that we're in together is a marathon, you know? Like, it's going to take time, and it's going to take training. And some of you are here, and you haven't been doing what you know you're supposed to do, right? You're reading the Word, but you're just not doing anything with it. And you're going through life wondering, like, who you are, and what am I made for, and what's my purpose? And what James <laughs> says is this. In verse 25, he says, But the one who looks into the perfect law and the law of liberty and the person who perseveres, being not a, just a hearer that forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. That's good news. That's good news. James is encouraging you. He's saying, hang in there. Just put away all that wicked stuff. Like, stop playing around. Stop trying to live a double life and persevere. Wash yourself with the word. Find your identity in God. Because he is perfect, right? And that is where you find freedom. And he's actually, this is one of those moments where he alludes to Jesus' talking in Matthew. He's like, Jesus calls it the word of liberty. If you are not just a hearer only, but a, also a doer, you will be blessed. And that is where you will find freedom from all these things. Can you guys, like, see Jesus in any of it, like, any of this yet? Like, there's mercy, and then there's truth, and there's, like, encouragement, and then there's challenge, and there's mercy and truth, and encouragement and challenge. Good. It, like, rubs off, you know? Imagine if you hang out around him a long time, you start to look like him or sound like him. It's yeah. pretty cool. And so, at the end of the first chapter, we come to a part where James wants to make sure everyone who follows Christ gets this. Like... He wants to get in your face, <laughs> and he wants to challenge you a little bit. He wants to make you a little uncomfortable. And so he writes in verses 26 and 27. Oh, goodness. Where is it? He says, if anyone thinks that they're religious, right? Like, do be quick to listen. Do be slow to speak. Be slow to anger, you know? Don't read the word and not do it. You're like a guy who forgot what he looks like. And if you think you're on top of it, like if you think you're doing good, he says, if you think you're religious and you don't bridle your tongue, you're deceiving your heart and your religion is worthless. And he says the religion that's pure and religion that is undefiled is visiting orphans and taking care of people and keeping yourself unstained from the world in 26 27 so in just two verses like right at the end of chapter one he hits like an absolute home run he i can't count how many times or how many like maxims and scripture verses i wanted to like explode out between every idea in just the last two verses uh but it is a really good way to make sure that you're paying attention you know are you listening because if you think that you're religious and you can't control your tongue, then it's worthless. The Bible says that the tongue is set ablaze by the flames of hell. Right? So, 
I'll just ask you, right? If your holy book is as great as you say it is, then why did you just yell at me? Or why did you talk about your friend behind their back? Or why is it that you curse people? You know, if your holy book is what you think it is, does your book have power? Like, or is it useless? Last night at Open House, we talked about the cross is a tool. And like any other tool, if you do not use it, it is worthless. It is a waste. And so, like, don't let the word become that in your life. There are a lot of people I'll talk to, and you ask them if they have a Bible, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's on my nightstand. It's getting dust all over it. <laughs> there are people dying to get their hands on one of those halfway across the world, dude. But if it isn't worthless, right? Like, if it does have power, if it is pure and it is undefiled, then people will know it because of the love that you show people and because of the way that it has changed you. In John 13, 35, Jesus says, by this, they will know that you are my disciples because of the love that you have for one another. And so in those last two verses, he's like wrapping this whole thing up. And I'm excited to see uh, where where we get to go with the rest of this book, uh, James is one of these guys that kind of like cycles through his ideas, right? Like you start with light and then you talk about the tongue and then you talk about the word and then he goes like back through it, kind of like this. And he kind of did that here too, you know? It's like, watch what you say. Don't be a hypocrite. If you can't control what you say, <laughs> you're a hypocrite. Don't be all right. If you if you do this, guys, I know it's like it's only eight verses, but there's like a, a lot in there. And and what James wants to do is encourage you so that you make it out of this thing alive, <laughs> make it out with eternal life. You won't be stained by the world. You know, like don't be conformed to the way of this world. Right? Be transformed by the renewing of the word in your mind. Like You won't be stained by the world. You'll be washed by the word. So overall, just encouragement. Encouragement, challenge, mercy, and truth. I'm actually going to ask the band to come up. Right now. I know. What? Already? But I like James, right? Like, I like the guy. I think that God wants you to have an opportunity to respond to this stuff. Like, I don't want you to have another missed opportunity to do what it says. So some of you, your conduct has been off. You are, like, the Spirit is already pointing you out. You can't even escape it. Like Sally said, light is everywhere. Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Your conduct's been off. You know you've been temperamental or quick to judge or slow to understand people. If that is you, step out in faith. Would you please stand up? If you, just, if you feel like your conduct's been off and you've been quick to speak and slow to listen, and we're going to pray in a minute that the Holy Spirit comes and He just softens our hearts and He works in us and He mends that thing. Right? He's going to fix this thing and just keep standing. Some of you know that your lives have not been consistent. 
like you've been reading the word and coming to small group and going to Kaiapha or church or whatever, but you have not been doing what you know is right. And so if that is you, now would you please stand up? Like, sweet. In a moment, we're going to pray and you will pray that the Holy Spirit will come and he will soothe your soul and release you from guilt because he convicts you, but he does not condemn you. That is the enemy's job, not his. There is grace enough to help you. And it is free to be not just hearers only, but doers also. And some of us lack some clarity, right? Uh, The third point is clarity, and it's just this, or sorry, I misread, charity. (laughs) It's the love, right? So some of us lack the love part, the charity. Uh, We've thought that our religion's been good, right? But we've been deceived uh, because there's a lack of love in your heart for somebody or some other people. And your motives have been out of whack. If that is you, please stand up. And, and you guys are going to pray that the love of God, our Father, would flood our hearts. I mean, flood, just torrent, pour in, because we love because He first loved us. And so I want you guys to center all of your motives back on Jesus, like back on being a servant and back on loving people. If you're not standing up, go ahead and stand up. Pray for somebody that's standing up. And what we're going to do, I'm serious, like this is out loud. I want to hear everybody talking. If you stood up, you need to say something, so it's talk. We're going to pray. Everybody's going to be praying at once. It's going to be a mess in here, but it's going to be like a freaking tidal wave to heaven, right? Like the whole presence of God is going to be filled with this kind of incense, and it's going to be sweet. And they are going to play some music. So let's go. Jesus, thank you so much for everything that you've done tonight, God. I just pray that you would speak to the hearts of these students, God. I pray that there would be love that sweeps away all fear. Lord, I pray that people would be quick to hear your word and quick to hear from you and quick to hear others, Jesus, that love would reach out and be receptive to hear what is going on. Lord, I pray that people would have the Holy Spirit fill their souls with peace. There is grace enough and that He will help you. Do not be hearers only of the Word, Lord, but doers also. God, there are people that are struggling to love other people, Jesus. I just pray that that You would flood their hearts, Father, with love and that they would understand that because of what You've done, they have the capacity to grow and to love other people. Jesus, I just pray so much that you would come and change these people, crack their hearts open, God, and thank them for this. Thank you, Lord. Lord, Jesus, thank you so much. I mean, just thank you so much that there's even a process for us to come back to you. Lord, there's there's times where we speak out of turn or we we're impulsive. And we know that it's wrong, God, but we want to be quick to hear people and love them. There's times when we just, we read and we abide and we strive in our own strength and it's like we forget who we are. And we walk away and <laughs> it's like we've forgotten whose we are. 
in whose image we were made, Lord. And, and there are times when we just flat out don't love people the way that we should. And Lord, I thank you that your, your mercies and your grace is new every day. I pray that, that we would cling to you like the Father you are. And then as you carry us through this marathon in your arms, that we would grow stronger and we would be able to run and we would be able to carry this light and this word to other people who need it. Lord, thank you so much. And it's in your name that we ask you to do all these things. Amen. Start. Oh,